should have, uh, all the councillors should have an agenda in front of them. Are there any additions or deletions that uh, are required? Does the administration have any additions, walk-ons? We do not. Councillors? Any deletions? If we delete anything, we'll be home at 6 o'clock. I move the agenda as presented. Okay, all in favor? <laughs> That mean if we get home at six o'clock, we don't have to pay you. I, I would, I would go with that. It's a one-time offer. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have uh, people should have reviewed the minutes of the February 20, 27, 2017 council meeting. Um, I know that Rod Burr reviewed them because he sent a note to everybody that he re reviewed them and found no errors. Did anyone else? Did any? Did anyone find any errors? Any of the other counselors? Not. I will take a motion to adopt the minutes as presented. Ms. Benke, all in favor of Ms. Benke's motion? Passed. Are there any uh, public hearings, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Take us to presentations, and we have one presentation, I understand, from the uh, Misery Mountain Ski, Ski Club, Ski Society, and this will be for the strategic overview. So I'd like to invite Don Lee and Lyndon Waits to come forward and make their presentation. Thank you very much. If, if you can just um, actually use that button. You can't hear me? <laughs> no, it, it's because it's recorded and it helps. Yeah, sorry. No PowerPoint, Mr. Lee? I wanted to stand up. I'm used to standing. Well, you can still stand. It's just stand. You press the just button and then it's, button. then it's the recording happens. Okay. Do what you're comfortable with. Yeah, just because you're a band. A band teacher can That's right. <laughs> I, I feel naked enough without my baton, actually. But I'll, I'll get by. I'll get by. Thank you for uh, for making time. My name is Donald Lee. I'm treasurer of the ski club. Uh, thanks for making time for us tonight. I've written down my comments this evening so that I won't miss anything that I think is important and I won't waste your time by rambling on. We haven't come to ask for anything specific today. I've come to share share a vision with you because I have a dream I have a dream famous words made famous by Martin Luther King he had a great dream he had a dream that all people would treat all other people with respect that's a big dream my dream is really small it's easy Today I'd like to share that dream with you. I'll call it a vision. A vision for Misery Mountain. And I think you probably already share my vision. Here in Peace River we have something extraordinary. Something rare and unique. It's Misery Mountain. Beautiful big hill right in the middle of town. 
Some people might think of it as being in the way, but it's not. It's a fantastic resource that other communities would love to have, but don't. How many of you, like me, have walked or hiked or biked or skied up on that hill? All of us have, almost. <laughs> it's, aren't the views fantastic? It's, uh, it's incredible. It take, takes your breath away. The Peace River Valley is possibly the most beautiful river valley that I've ever seen. And Misery Mountain gives you fantastic views of it. All the other communities around here sit on the Ball Prairie. Grand Prairie doesn't have anything like Misery Mountain. Grand Prairie has a creek. Now, they've done a good job of turning Bear Creek into a nice recreational site, but it's nothing like we have. Edmonton and Calgary have beautiful river valleys that they've done a very good job developing as recreational sites, but it's still nothing like Misery Mountain and nothing like the Peace River Valley. I think as leaders in our community, we're called upon to make the very most of this incredible resource that we have in Peace River. So my vision, our vision at the Ski Club has been in our master plan for five years. I said at our last board meeting, we have this vision, this vision statement, but we don't believe it. If we believed it, we'd be doing more to make it happen. Now, to be fair, we've kind of had our nose to the grindstone recently with dealing with short-term problems. So perhaps we can be forgiven for not lifting our eyes to see the grand vision. But here's our grand vision. To see Misery Mountain become an economically sustainable, multi-sport, year-round facility that serves the entire Peace region. Now what would that look like? Lots of snow sports, skiing and snowboarding obviously, but also snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, a tube park, and even hill cross in the summer, downhill and cross-country mountain biking, mountain bike skills park, hiking and walking trails, an improved chalet to better accommodate cultural events, and possibly other amenities as well. So where are we now? We're, how close are we to making this vision become a reality? In terms of snow sports, we're doing quite well. Of course, we've had a ski hill on Misery Mountain for decades. Five years ago, we commissioned a master plan and it's called the chairlift. Lots of words have passed under the bridge about the wisdom of that move. Possibly even more words than dollars. But nonetheless, it's there and we have to deal with what we have. The chairlift was part of phase one of our master plan. A good chunk of our immediate difficulty stems from the fact that we're stuck halfway into phase one. It's a bit like a small business that expands to take advantage of a bigger market. But that expansion of business means more employees, more office space, more shop space to rent, etc. In short, higher expenses. To pay for those expenses, the business must be able to increase sales. The ski club has currently increased most of the expenses, but we haven't yet realized the increase in sales. 
The chairlift expansion roughly doubles the size of our business, if I can be so bold as to call it a business. It more than doubles our skiable terrain. It more than triples our skier uphill capacity. But it also roughly doubles our operating costs. When phase one is complete, we will have an excellent product. And I'm firmly convinced that we'll be able to double our skier visits and our operating revenue. But right now, we don't quite have the product. We have one foot in the past and one foot in the future. And we can't stay that way because we're getting crucified in the present. Let's take a quick look at the dollar numbers. Over the past 10 to 12 years, the ski club's revenue and expenses have been almost as variable as the weather. So these numbers might be called typical. It typically costs us about $300,000 a year to run the house. To make ends, or sorry, our revenue from operations typically runs about $150,000 to $200,000. So to make ends meet, we typically have to raise about $100,000 a year through fundraising. When I first became treasurer, I realized that this was the situation, and since then we've been successful in raising roughly that amount each year through fundraising. Now, to complete phase one and fully incorporate the chairlift into our business and roughly double the size of our business, I suspect that we are going to have typical expenses of about $600,000 a year. And I do think that we can double our skier numbers and increase our revenue from op operations to somewhere around $300,000. I think we should endeavor as a club to increase our fundraising efforts and target a net $150,000 a year in fundraising. I think that's doable. But that still leaves us a shortfall of $100,000 to $150,000 a year. I don't think the ski club will ever realistically be a break-even operation, just like no other recreational facility breaks even. We need, and will always need, operational funding from our local municipalities. I'll touch on that a bit more at the end of our talk. But phase one of our expansion had these three key steps. Number one, install a chairlift. Number two, cut new runs. Number three, expand the snowmaking system so that we can make snow on the new runs. Number one, as you know, is done five years ago, even though it wasn't until this past summer that we were able to work out all the bugs and the mechanical and electrical systems of that lift. Number two is half done. When I joined the board of directors three years ago, it was almost not done at all. It was, we had sort of a, a chairlift to nowhere because you couldn't ski anywhere once you got to the top, really. So we've cut roughly half of the runs out of the bush that are planned. Uh, we focused our attention on the lift line and those runs between the lift line and the existing or older runs on the hill. So we completed uh, uh, cutting the bush out. We completed some grading to make them good for skiing. Uh, more work remains to be done to cut runs south of the chairlift and to widen the upper part of the lift line run a bit. Number three, however, is the real holdup, snowmaking. There are some years when we can get by with only natural snow, but not many. 
East River is simply a low snowfall area. I've recently done some research into our weather statistics for the past 25 years. Over that period, our average in-season snowfall has been 107 centimeters, which sounds like quite a bit. But we need to be skiing by Christmas time, and we just cannot rely on Mother Nature. This year, we are currently sitting at about 30% of our average snowfall. The chairlift is ready to roll. In fact, we've run it for the last two weekends with about one inch of snow on the ground. Last fall, I put together the budget on the assumption that we would run the chairlift and that our skier numbers would be up over last year. Neither of those things have happened. We need to expand and upgrade our snowmaking system so that we can make snow on the new runs and operate the chairlift every weekend of the season. That's our next big goal, to complete phase one of our master plan. After that, we would really like to build a snow tube park. Other hills say it's the only part of their operation that actually makes money. It's great fun, and you need neither skill nor equipment. Where are we now with mountain biking? It's been in our sights for years. The sport is rapidly growing in popularity, and Misery Mountain has fantastic terrain for it. People can bike from their own homes, and people will come from miles around once we develop it. Four years ago, we had a well-known Western Canadian designer visit us by the name of Jay Hoots. He was really excited about the potential we have, but we didn't have any money to pay him, so he hasn't done any work here for us yet. That's where we're at right now. So, how do we get from where we are to where we want to be? Let me start with mountain biking because it's short. I've contacted Jay Hoots again and asked him to start working on a mountain biking master plan for us. This will complement the Ski Hill master plan and will cost about $15,000. I'm hoping to actually start making some trails this summer, but that might end up being too rushed. I'm applying for grants and between grants and donations, I hope to put together between $50,000 and $100,000 to get started developing mountain biking this year on Misery Mountain. If you can help in any way, that would be great. This development will be a multi-year project and we'll have a clearer idea of what the final product will look like and what it will all cost once we have a master plan completed. Jay Hoots has designed mountain bike parks for many Western Canadian uh, communities including Hinton and Devon. Some of you may have been to their bike parks. Completing phase one of the Ski Club master plan. Big item, as you know, is snowmaking. I've contacted Mark West. He designs snowmaking systems and has worked for almost all the ski areas in Western Canada. At no cost to us yet, he's put together the first draft of a plan to expand our snowmaking system. In short, we need to replace one of the pumps and motors in the pump house with newer, higher capacity pump and motor. Number two, Make some changes to the piping configuration in the pump house. Number three, install new water and power lines up the chairlift line with branch loops to cover the new runs between there and the existing runs. Number four, install new water hydrants. Number five, purchase more snowmaking bins. At this preliminary point, it looks like the cost will be somewhere between one and one and a quarter million dollars. I'm currently working on a, a 
grant, a community facility enhancement program grant, and I'll be asking for $500,000. We need to match that amount with local money. Over the coming months, I will be approaching local organizations and local municipalities to help raise this money. One year from now, I would like to have those commitments and be able to do the work in the summer of 2018. Just a little note on organization. I think we can begin this work, both the ski club work and mountain biking, under the auspices of the ski club. However, it may be worthwhile to consider forming some kind of regional organization that would have the broad vision and purpose of developing all aspects of Misery Mountain. What can you do to help? There's many ways you can help us. Um, help us with operational funding. Now, the town of Peace River has been a fantastic support to us. And I think that Tanya has put together a little letter um, for our benefit, just kind of detailing what that has amounted to over, over recent years. That's one of the questions that's come up when we've addressed other local county councils, and we haven't had a dollar number to put on that. So some of the local counties, uh, I think, have been um, not quite as generous as, uh, as they could be, and we'll be going back to ask them to revisit their level of generosity. Uh, so it will be helpful for us to have that kind of dollar figure and say, this is what the town of Peace River is putting in to help the ski club, and can some of the other counties uh, do a little bit more to help us. In-kind assistance, and we receive lots. Uh, so this is going to be at tomorrow morning. I'm making basically the same presentation to the uh, county council of the uh, Northern Sunrise County. And uh, so some of these things on the list are, are in there more for them. In-kind assistance, we have lots of donated labor, equipment, etc., both from local municipalities and from local businesses and individuals. Uh, you can perhaps, through your... Uh, informal, shall we say, contacts with the people you know in other local municipalities. Encourage them to be uh, as generous as you are with uh, helping to support and promote the success of this, uh, Misery Mountain as a recreational site. Specifically with the town of Peace River, we're going to be needing more water and power. And uh, perhaps you can uh, assist us in, uh, in coordinating and planning the needs of expanding the snowmaking system and increased water draw from the from the town of Peace River. In our grant uh, applications, uh, the town can certainly be of assistance in terms of letter of support. Um, I have almost no experience in writing grant applications. I try to be as uh, um, loquacious as I can, but I don't know what the trigger words are to get applications accepted and uh, perhaps Somebody at the town of Peace River can help me with that. Particularly when it comes to, uh, over the next year, trying to come up with matching funds. If we can get the Community Facilities Enhancement Grant, then we need to raise a half a million dollars or so also from either uh, local municipalities, local uh, service organizations, etc. I do have a date booked next month to talk to the Rotary Club of Peace River, and I, I'm hoping that they will be open to uh, a vision of a next project since they're coming to the, to the close of a big fundraising project, over a million dollars for the Rotary House. 
I think this is a perfect project for the Rotary Club to take on for the coming years. Maybe they will, maybe they will be able to see their way to help. So thank you very much for your time. That's uh, our vision of the ski club for uh, for Misery Mountain in the future. I hope if it's not already your vision, I hope you'll make it your vision. And I hope that in the coming months and years that that uh, all of you will do everything you can to help us make that vision become a reality for not only for Peace River, but for the whole Peace River region. Thank you. If you have any questions, Lyndon and I would be happy to answer. <laughs> So, can you, can you uh, tell me what figure are you using for the town uh, dollar amounts per year? I haven't used any. I have no idea. I mean, I, I could guess, but I don't want to just pull a number out of the air. Yeah. So, I'm providing um, Mr. Lee and Mr. Waits with that letter this evening because oh, okay. I just got the water information at 502. Okay. So okay. I'll finalize yeah. it and send that off. But what will be included in that is the actual consumption for snowmaking per year. I've asked for the last five years. Out of the last five years, I'm sure there's one, if not two years of non-operational years in the last five. So I probably should ask for seven, but we'll start there. And then we're also including the actual um, expended dollars per year that the town contributes to the ski hill um, for our insurance coverage, um, the operational costs on the chairlift for maintenance to get it ready for operation, the inspection. I think uh, oh, the premier answer, yeah. Mr. Lee was asking, uh, so we spend about 50, 60,000 a year on the certification of the chairlift. So is that incorporating your $300,000 No, because I was only talking about yeah. stuff that goes through our books. Right. Expenses that we actually pay and revenue that actually comes into us. Um, a couple of the other municipalities did suggest that we should include that in our financial statements. And um, after giving that some thought, I think it would be reasonable to include that as a note to the financial statements, but we can't reasonably include in our club's financial statements money that we neither receive nor spend. Okay, and last question, maybe, is um, can you use the same uh, runs for skiing as for the mountain biking? Or is there any uh, changes required? Yeah, to, to a limited extent, I suspect. I'm not really a mountain biker. It's on my wish list to buy a mountain bike. Even as an old guy, get out there and chase up and down the hills on a mountain bike. But maybe this year. Um, so that, that's something that, that uh, the designer will look at. Um, we don't want to do stuff that would uh, kind of damage the, the ski runs for skiing. Uh, but at the same time, there are, to a certain extent, I think they can be used. Mountain bike trails would typically be narrower, much narrower than the, than the ski run. We're already Thanks. using them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, lots of people go out there and get <laughs> right, right up and down. Yeah. But, but if you have the trails, that, mountain bike trails that are really designed for mountain biking, they're, they're so much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are several trails through the hill already, too. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. most of you know, we have the 2010 yeah. winter or summer games there. We have mountain biking as a venue then. So there were some trails cut through there. They haven't been kept up, but they would be incorporated too into, into the venue design. Thanks. 
Mr. Lee, you, uh, you, pardon me, you won't have to worry about uh, writing a grant application. The, uh, the passion is in your voice. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll do well. Uh, I was wondering, if, without revisiting the whole question about the chairlift, that's, that, that's quite a, a, a setting aside the debate about the chairlift, but the simple numbers of doubling. Do you, is, is there a ski market here that's going to support that? I mean, I. I've got five grandkids and four of them ski, but I, I mean, I, I go to the ski hill when I can and boy, to start doubling those numbers, I, are they here? Or is that, is that audience like, yes, if you put the product there, well, well is there enough people here to attend these things and yes, support it? Yeah, in short, yes, I think so. I mean, it's like, it's like any kind of improved product that you want to market, uh, you never really know for sure until you get out there and try it. But um, uh, two, two things, the last couple of years, and it's, it's quite difficult actually to estimate skier numbers, um, but nonetheless, in the last two years, we've, we've been probably running around 10,000 skier visits or less. Um, in our kind of biggest years, going back several years back and a little bit before my time, uh, we were probably about 15,000 in terms of skier visits. In the master plan, there is a, a segment on marketing and analyzing the, the regional market, how many people, how many people ski, and based on uh, kind of numbers that the Canada West Ski Foundation has looked at in, in, in their market research, we should, we should well be able to get up to the 20,000 skier visits per year area. I think that's very realistic. A question. I worked with a young technologist from Ontario. He was kind of surprised that you didn't have the tube part. Like, and he was cited the same thing that you you did. That that's the part that makes money. Why? It's part of your business plan. Why don't you flip that around? If if you have an opportunity to make money, why wouldn't you proceed on that? So you can at least start helping them. Which, like he was adamant, those two parks in Ontario, yeah. they just, it's a, you know, they make money hand over fist. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, it, it's a good question, and um, I was actually kind of pushing that idea a couple of years ago. But we got to do this. We got to do this. Um, but I, I think the, um, we need to finish what we started, you know, and because we have the costs of operating and maintaining the chairlift. We have to be able to use that. We have to be able to operate that product. Uh, I, I think that it is a higher priority to complete phase one and as quickly as we can put in the, the, the two part. The place that was sort of planned for it actually is just above where the ball diamond is. I guess I, I'm an engineer, but I had to take an economics course. One of the few things I remember that got economics course is they called the bygones, bygones principle. And so when, when you spend a bunch of money, you don't look at looking at that and guide your past decision makings, which I think that's the argument that Cubs making. We've got a million dollars tied into the into that. We need to keep pouring money in there. Like to me, if you have an opportunity to flip that around so you can go someplace and get other money, like you're still looking for you know six hundred thousand bucks or a million bucks to finish that off. To me, it would make more sense to flip the order around, build the two part, get going with that with the money, and then you start bringing money in. I, and as a counselor, I would look way more favorably on that kind of a business plan than than trying to push ahead to finish the uh, finish 
the other part because the concern I have is the cost of operating it. Like if you you have more more snow in the past, and I'm not sure how often the, the ski hill has actually paid the town for the water. That's always and in my understanding, an in-kind contribution. So, and I'm not sure if that's factored in, like as a town councilor, I have some concerns about, you know, continuing to pour money in, into, into the ski hill. It's a, a, a good point, actually, it's a valid point. I'll definitely bring that up at the next board meeting. In your presentation, you're talking about putting in another power line. Well, we need we need the um, the the guns that we have. The snow guns we have use water and uh, basically a fan or a compressor, you know, on on board. The the ones that we have right now are essentially a, an air compressor on on board. You know what I mean? That's run by electrical power. So we do need to have when we put in the water hydrants, we have to have power. Uh, at each of the hydrants. So when we run water lines, we run power line with it. Okay. It seems to me the snow guns are new, are they not? Or they were, yeah. they, they, they looked all new, shot, all lined up in a row that last time I saw them. Yeah. So they yeah. looked pretty shiny. Yeah, so. we did. It kind of put us behind eight ball financially because we had no money, we borrowed the money, and now so we're gonna pay the money back. Seven. We have five. five. Yeah, we bought five. about five new snow guns. Yeah. One of the comments I wanted to make, first of all, was um, I guess kudos to you guys on your fundraising. <laughs> you guys have done a tremendous job in the last two three and a half, three years. Yeah. Um, so, but one of my questions was I mean, obviously, you rely pretty heavily on the truck raffle. How did you find the last? How did the last one go for you? The last one actually, surprisingly, was roughly the same as the year before. Okay. We, we, were, we were panicking uh, about two weeks beforehand and then same old, same old every year. It's just a last minute thing. Um, it was the same as the Oktoberfest fundraising event. We had phoned the caterer and she phoned me and says, well, how many people do you want to cater for? Because we had 25 <laughs> tickets sold. And I said, well, book for 200. And we served 242 people that night. Mm -hmm. Everybody waited, and I'm no different. I wait till Friday to come in till on Saturday because everybody has a busy schedule. Right. The truck raffle is always going to be a success. Uh, we've changed it up a little bit again this year. We put some different prizes in there again, um, and we'll keep doing that. We're, everything is going to get stagnant, so we want to keep it up, mm -hmm. up to date. And, and so, did you sell out on the on the last one? Yes, you did. Eh? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we sold out for the last two years. If we ever lose uh, Rebecca, Joe, though, it, it gets, it's, I mean, Rebecca just gets on that like mm -hmm. a dog with the bone, and, mm -hmm. and she's been the key to the success of the truck raffle. So is, the, is it expanded at all, or is it, like, is it going to stay in that sort of range for fundraising, or are you looking at trying to grow it at all, or is No, I think we're going to stay in that range right now, Tan. Uh, we did think about expanding, but if we expand again, we're increasing our costs. Yeah. And the way the global economy has been the last couple of years, I mean, this past year was very bad. We were, mm -hmm. we were really worried that we were not going to sell out, and, mm -hmm. and we did. Um, so we just, we don't want to take everything for granted right now. We're going to wait till everything is back to normal. And then maybe we'll, we'll bump it up a little bit. A lot of people have trucks and trailers out there. Maybe we can do something like mm -hmm. that. And that might gain some more interest from other people. So the next one, when, when does it launch? Uh, it should be coming out in the next three or four weeks. Oh, We've got wow, the applications okay. in already. Uh, we 
we did have some tie-ups again, but hopefully we'll have our tickets ready for the trade show season. Oh, and that way we can sell them at the trade shows. Sounds perfect. Okay. We'll catch you when, uh, when, when oh. the tickets are ready. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Seems to me, uh, just on the marketing stuff, uh, Linda, uh, the, uh, the pre-season 2017-18 ski pass, I think last year you offered that mm -hmm. early. Is, are you, is that part of the, the marketing package this year? Or are you... we're, we're trying a few different things this year. We're not going to, I don't think we're going to go with the two for one this year like we've had several years before. One, to try and get some of our numbers up. Uh, we figure we're giving away half of our ski season to, to everybody. So if we can try and, and bump our prices up just a touch, a little at a time, uh, maybe we'll get more vis visitors. We'll definitely get more revenue out of it. Um, we're trying not to, to do it too far into this season, so we're, we're still up in the air about that yet. We're, we, we don't know for sure. Well, I, again, I'm, I can recall the Ski Hill discussion from five years ago, and Linda, I, if, I, if I didn't say it to you and your board, you, you guys have brought the club a long way, so uh, uh, and certainly a, a tip of my hat to you guys. You guys, you guys did a great job. I mean, the club was in pretty pretty bad shape uh, four years ago or five years ago. So you you guys have really turned it around. So uh, um, obviously you know how things work at this council table. So I we support you the best we can. But uh, uh, all the best. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And that was part of being here tonight too. We just wanted to say thank you to everybody. I mean, you guys are fantastic supporters. We've got a lot of people out there. So, well, the town doesn't do anything. We're the first to step to everybody's defense and say, hey, the town does this, the town does that. for a decision on the Peach Region Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee. And uh, who will be leading the discussion on this? There is a briefing on There is, Your Worship. It's been uh, going back and forth uh, the terms of reference, and I do know that uh, not all the, the towns will be passing uh, this terms of reference. That's, I understand, is that correct? So they did. Perfect. We thought they did. Yeah, that's. Oh, you thought they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so what we were, what this one was supposed to address, or the point of sending it back to the councils, was the addition of the MD piece 135 as a as a um, municipal partner in the committee because they were not on the original terms of reference, uh, and then as well clarification about um, the approval of town reps. We felt that that should be a committee decision, not a town of Peace River decision. Um, what's that? The yeah, the public reps. Yeah. Um, so those were the two things that we were we were looking to bring to the councils, each council to have, I guess, basically ratified 
um, and agree to. But yeah, really, it was just the MDPs wasn't on the terms of reference. So, so uh, basically, it's just coming back then. It just needs to be ratified then. So, but it says here, appointments of public and large members shall be ratified by the town of Peace River Council. Yeah, and it should actually be by the committee. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we feel that it should be by the committee and not by the town and in that it's a regional um, a group that's approaching this. And is is it just the town of Peace River that's putting money to support say a thousand dollars? No, each each committee each community contributes to it. question I have about, about the, the, meet, the meetings and so that the inaugural meeting which is that the inaugural one after the, the organizational committee of the municipalities that they, they, they select the chair or is that the very first one like there's to me there's no transitional stuff built into these terms of reference there and I, it's maybe not a big deal because it like you have big people at the table and they play nice in the sandbox but I just thought maybe we should spell that so out which where are you reading I'm well, they're appointed to a one-year oh no sorry uh we're appointed at our organizational meeting so i guess it would be yeah you're right it would be the inaugural meeting following the organizational meeting that they would choose the chair but that's not super clear here yeah no. to me it's not a big thing but i think try to make it complete that should but it's going to delay getting everyone else to sign off i wouldn't worry about it until ne next year mm -hmm. so if in all likelihood, it would be the November meeting because that's after everybody's organizational ones. So I guess that if we change anything here, then it might have to be going to all these other councils to. So, so, so the, the, the question, I'm uh, just wondering in clarification, just for this, so point number four, appointments that public and large members shall be ratified by the town of Peace River Council. Have the other towns state that it should be ratified by, by the committee? Committee, yes. Okay, so that was the discussion that we had at the last meeting. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily brought up by the other committees as being a sticking point, but it was a discussion and we felt that it was something the committee should ratify. I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody's like, no, the town shouldn't control that, but that was the, the, the flavor of the discussion was that it should be the committee. Yeah. And, and the other towns passed that wording. Okay. So that would have to be an amendment then to this. Um, well, we could, if you want. Can, yeah, we can, yeah, make an amendment. Someone can, when they make a motion to adopt it, uh, uh, make that motion with. Because uh, well, we're amending it anyways, right? Yeah. We're amending it to add 135. Uh, 135 is in there. It's under E. Oh, sorry. This is the amended version. So we're re-amending the amended version just to confuse people. Yeah, that's okay. the person that makes the uh, motion to adopt it can, can make the motion to adopt with the uh, uh, with the proviso that uh, the in, uh, term item four under membership the town of Peace River Council be struck and replaced with a uh, committee
everybody has the same, every other municipality has the same, same terms of reference. They, they would have this version, yeah. Okay. So, so they would have this version and it's in the town of Peace River Council? I'm thinking this would have been the version if Ruth is, if this is the one Ruth sent us, I didn't catch that soon enough. Um, so they would have this version. Okay, so perhaps tomorrow morning, because they don't meet until, uh, uh, well, I guess Northern yeah. Sunrise County meets meet tomorrow. tomorrow. And we at Peace probably meets tomorrow. Maybe not. They usually on a Tuesday. I think they only meet once a month, right? So they may or may not be meeting. And then uh, Tuesday is also uh, for the uh, North County North Lights. So if we, Chris, first thing in the morning, or last thing tonight, <laughs> you could. I'm actually just going to check their website right now to see. You could strike it out and say this is. This is what it should read, and this is what was adopted. Yeah. So the the second sentence under term of office number two is the conflicts with point number four above. That's part of the problem. Well, no, I just, I, well, it's just that this town of future of the council wasn't right. supposed to be there. of the Environmental Master Plan Committee, and this is a request for a decision. I think this should be relatively straightforward. It was discussed in some detail uh, at the Governance and Priority Committee meeting. So, uh, and you are speaking to this, Mr. Town? I will briefly, Your Worship. Um, there was quite a bit of conversation around this at the governance and party meeting, so I don't need to add a whole bunch more. Um, really, council expressed an interest in in the creation of a committee, so um, this is really just some further information on, on what that could look like. Um, kind of see it as something where um, the committee could be 
have council members appointed, they would have staff resources to assist them, um, and then consider um, ultimately what they want to achieve, and maybe report that back to council, and and uh, talk about what type of environmental um, stewardship impacts and whatnot that they would like um, uh, staff and council to focus on over the short, medium, and perhaps long term. Questions or comments before we close it off? Okay, hearing none, can I get somebody to make a motion? Ms. Manager? I move that Council approve the creation of an Environmental Master Plan Committee comprised of three Council members and staffing resources as it requires. All in favor? So, pardon me, with respect to the motion I just made, do we need to decide or have it stated someplace who the council members are that might be on this committee? Or is that a future uh, yeah, thing? Yeah, we, we should probably do that now. Okay. Um, so that would get a separate Yes. Yeah. So we did discuss yourself, Mr. Burr, and myself as being committee members. Okay, should I make that motion or yeah. somebody else? I would uh, ask council to consider a motion that we appoint uh, councillors Manzer, Burr, and the mayor to the uh, committee to develop an environmental master plan. All in favor? Okay, very good. That takes us to the briefing on the Peace Regional Recreation Center. Your Worship and Council, this is a, uh, just a hard copy version of the verbal update provided at the GMP meeting. Um, a note of a couple of items, uh, the Regional Recreation Facility Committee's final meeting, uh, or the last meeting, I shouldn't say final meeting, um, in February moved the final detailed engineering forward. Um, we are now we're at approximately 90% drawings and moving into 99% drawings, which we anticipate to have by March 24. At that time, we'll be reviewing uh, with the team, the project team and engineering department, all the final drawings to ensure every single plug-in is where it needs to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we are moving along. The projects anticipated to for tendering the very first week of April. We are doing pre-qualification for general contractors as we speak. It's, it's posted on the APC or town website and such. So that pre-qualification will then uh, be narrowed down to five general contractors and they will receive the um, tender packages the first week of April. So we're moving along quite well. Um, final um, approvals for the development are going to the MPC on March 20th and um, that sort of is in a quick nutshell of the final items to get us to the tendering phase 
And then we'll be bringing back uh, tender documents and our recommendation to a council meeting in May, once the all the tenders have been gone through in detail, of which we are taking a little bit of extra time on that, because it's a substantial project and administration wants to work through each of the tender packages to assess um, what our best recommendation would be for to council at, in the May meeting for um, contract awarding. And then we're looking at uh, approximately a two-week mobilization period for pre-construction with shovel in the ground the very first of June. So slightly off our original target, but for this level of a project, um, we feel a couple of weeks difference from the initial estimate is not too bad. So we wanted to present the other item that um, I see the Gantt chart was printed for everyone. I hope you have a copy because it didn't come through very clearly on the actual uh, PDF version online. So if you reference that for your information and use, um, and we'll continue to update council as we go along. So the only question I had on the yes. Gantt chart is I'm assuming it just goes to the end of 2017 because it can't go beyond that? Rectamundo. Okay. Otherwise, it's I'm like, well, that's the best arena build I've ever seen, and is it fast. modular? <laughs> I will bring back a construction um, project schedule okay. once we have it, because at this time we don't have anything until we actually finalize, um, award the contract, finalize the general contractor, um, and then we'll get a proper construction schedule which then most of this will be complete. Okay, I was just that. thinking that if this is public, maybe a notation yes. clarifying that. Absolutely. I mean, most people are going to look at that and realize it's not yeah. realistic, but yeah. just so that we aren't. Yeah. Um, I, another quick note that I wanted to provide, I don't know through the agenda package if the actual colored version of the renderings came through online. Okay, so then when I printed it, it came off very dark. Um, if anyone would like, I can pass this around. This is a, a clearer version. And of course, um, don't take the colors from the printed version as, as true to form, because they're always slightly different, depending on your printer, than the actual um, um, samples. We'll actually have a sample board with all the colors and the products at the trade show is uh, what we're looking for. So then you'll see the true colors of what the facility will look like. And we'll have some of that in board format also at the trade show. And then one other little update. Um, this is sort of another good news story along the lines of this facility. These are the most recent site plans. <laughs> They're rather ghostly, aren't they? Um, what we wanted, oh, no, Willa, I kept myself. What we wanted to highlight tonight for council, um, is the finalizing of the site plan. There are 275 parking stalls within the parking, and off parking is another, um, I don't have the exact numbers on hand for off-site, approximately 100 and 
50 plus. It takes us over four, 400 stalls. Um, so we're, we're on par with our requirements for parking, which is exciting that we've, we still have green space available. So what we have a, um, administration has is their annual field allocation meeting tomorrow evening with our field users, soccer, football, um, all diamonds, though this doesn't specifically apply to them, all of the field use, sports field users. And what we're illustrating to them is the space east of the existing aquatic center is uh, green space that can be utilized for sports field development by a club. We will be topsoil and um, seeding it. If groups would like to improve the space upon that, then we're providing them that opportunity. So does, does that, like the present fields, do they have underground water? Irrigation, yeah. So would that, that space? It, it definitely could. We don't have, we have no budget in place with this project. So either separate budget or separate um, process with the user groups could be looked at. So is it easier to put that in before? Yeah. But we won't be looking at doing anything with that site because we still have to take out the existing Baytex until 2019. So it's at the very tail end of um, the project. Uh, you'll get the parking lot done before you'd, you'd be doing that approximately the same time after you take out the Baytex. So this is at the, the further end of the schedule. But the good news story is that soccer um, the sports field that we are losing on the west side of the arena currently is essentially just being moved to a new site. So this approximate size is um, 300 feet long by 175. And the minimum requirements for soccer field are 300 feet by 165. So we're able to provide um, a space that uh, soccer could utilize if they choose um, for a sports field use or any group, any group could use. Correct. Yeah. So that's going to be presented to the, the groups tomorrow night. Of course, this won't be available. We're suggesting until 2020 because if you're planting grass, you're going to need a whole season to let the grass grow, unless it's sodded. But um, at this point, we're saying planting, because again, budget-wise, we have not included any actual project cost other than seed. Well, I don't know if you can answer it. Just looking at this plan, I didn't realize there's gonna be like this all new parking lot by the pool during construction. Like, is that been factored <laughs> into the design work that how, where people are going to park during the construction of the new Baytex that are going to be using the pool and then when they have to go ahead and do this, is there commitments in the tender to minimize that disruption? That's all. So they won't be allowed to use the existing parking at all, the construction. So the existing parking will stay open and available for public use and it'll be the lay down area will be on the east side of the arena. Um, so it, some of this detail is still to be worked out with a contractor, um, but that whole east side can be laid down area, so therefore there's no impact on the existing parking. We have to keep our existing parking open. 
um, especially around the external site also. So we're going to have to confine them to that east end of the facility. And that's all, that's all spelled out on that that it will be the yeah. tender. Yeah, that's all part. But of there that. is still going to be a period of time when to build this parking lot, yes. you're going to have to take out the existing parking lot unless you're just going to be an overlay. That that will have to be determined, and that's where um, Jim will be a part of that decision making. We haven't even had quite that discussion yet of how that is going to work. There might be a little pain in that process, I would imagine. Yeah, because taking out the existing Baytex will be a significant amount of work. But we'll have to time it on off-period times um, when maybe a, an arena is not in full capacity. You'll do it in a summer months, that kind of thing. But they'll think through when's the best time to be doing that kind of uh, demolition and construction. So, so is there, I'm just, you really got me curious, like is there an actual, you know, Gantt chart in part of the tender specs that the contractors will expect to yep. follow? Or it will, will be. they be up? have free reign to determine nope. what they do with criteria when they cannot and would be able to use certain aspects of existing we'll put all of that in place and that's what's being developed this month as they're finalizing detailed engineering and creating the tender documents that will all be part of our discussion before the tender documents go out yeah and of course all that will affect well and it'll also be in the contract so that's where we um make them accountable for the processes in the contract. But how, how do you adjust that? Again, the, the more constraints you put on a contractor, that in, in, inevitably will cost them more money. So then that will be reflected in the cost. So if you're looking at, again, it's a kind of the balance between how much we're prepared to stuff other town facilities versus how much extra we're prepared to, yeah. prepared to pay a contractor to work around some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, and we don't have a lot of choice. We need to keep this parking open. But that's why this field, this uh, west side field, is going to be completely out of commission. Because that also will be a space that they will use for lay down area, access, all those components. So in terms of um, this spring, summer's use of uh, that present field, you will be recommending them where will they be told that they'll have have to go so in the fall of 2016 this past year we had a meeting with the sports field users and did a pre preliminary um, field allocation process so they had we have four other sports field we only removed one sports field we had five so they had four others to look at plus we directed the groups to uh, the abundance of other green space that we have that may not be allocated specifically for sports fields. Some of the school sites, there's other locations. Um, and then tomorrow night, they will be finalizing their field allocation plan of how they'll utilize the four sports fields. And just to comment about the sidewalks, um, presently at the pool, the sidewalk that's kind of people are facing the pool. Uh, when there's a nice size pickup truck that takes up half the sidewalk by the time it gets yeah. its tires to the sidewalk, yeah. is that sort of consideration um, part of the width of the sidewalk around the new arena rec center? You know what I mean? I do, now that you say that, not specifically. Um, 
because we'd have to have a higher barrier put in place to discourage the it's the backing up process mm -hmm. and then you know that so last quarter of the like, truck is in whatever it is yes. yeah the point yes no. i do i yeah we'll take a look at that i just want to go back to this field uh, so they won't be using this field this summer correct this will when construction starts this whole area is blocked off as lay down as um, a construction zone. So they fence it? Yeah, yeah. And according to the Gantrack, that'll be 21st of May? I believe the first week of June. Okay. Yeah. Just the way council meetings hit in May, um, by the time we do a tender review, which we need at least two weeks for, then there's sort of a limbo week, and then we hit the May 22nd meeting. Yeah, May 22nd. Pretend we're awarding with council. I think we would have a meeting anytime it was ready if, if we had a yeah. notice. If we were ready for an earlier meeting, we'll have that discussion, but um, I don't want to make that so you're, you're talking <laughs> about the, the day after the long weekend, that meeting, the 23rd, give and take. Yeah, because of the long weekend. <coughs> this is the 22nd. Mm -hmm. Gender holidays don't show up on my calendar. It's ready ahead of time. Yeah. So then it would be the Tuesday, the 23rd. But if there is possibility of it being ready, we could, we'll definitely look for a special meeting of council. Of oh, which we've done for others. Is this on the website? That will be going up. Yes. Yeah. If, if and going we, to, yeah. Uh, if it's going to be posted on the website, just uh, a small correction, 71st Avenue shown on there is actually 71 Avenue if you're going to put it on oh, the website. 72nd Avenue? 72, yeah, that's It's actually 71st? 71st. Oh. Uh, it's, I think 72 should go south one maybe, but that's my oh. street, so I know it's right. Uh, and just clarification, when I, when I read the words future <clears throat> uh, outdoor ice rink, um, is it is it a future outdoor ice rink as it says or is it a outdoor ice rink future rink yes correct will it be made so we're not getting an outdoor surface right away? Yes. no 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 you're getting an outdoor ice surface so that that was my point with this location can be a future right. so, i correct yeah so i would yeah. drop the word future the yeah. choice of words i would call it outdoor ice. outdoor yeah. ice rink yeah future Second ice surface or whatever you want to do, but the, yeah. the point is, people might read that and think they're not, yeah. as Councillor Ford suggested, we're not even getting an outdoor ice. So yes, just, I, just a language. I uh, think that's a very uh, a valid, valid point. Yes, because the the actual future outdoor um, or second ice surface is the dotted line, and it's very hard to see if you don't have a magnifying glass. No, I see the dotted line. Yeah. And, but the wording it says expansion area in very tiny words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe just put an outdoor ice rink and yep. then in brackets underneath there for future secondary service. That way people don't think that we've forgotten yep. their desires. Yeah, if they can't see it directly. Okay, thank you. Good, very, that, very good feedback. <laughs> Any other questions of Ms. Dano? 
Well, prepare the gold shovel. I'll need seven times four. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you actually, this sheriff. Actually, you some. need the other municipalities in this one. Too. Yeah, that, that's the times four part. <laughs> any bites on uh, general general contractors pre-qualifying yet? Endless bites. Daily minimum two to three emails a day. So, yes, lots of bites. Seeing that the, the mayor hasn't cut off discussion on this, maybe I will weigh in with one more question. Yeah. And I'll, I'll point out that it's past my 601 one-time offer on my three hours, so let me carry on. On the kitchen design, uh, Tanya, is there, seems to me, I re, uh, and maybe this is the P&G discussion, but you, you talked about going to an outside source, looking at somebody that does kitchens. Mm -hmm. uh, those are my words, not yours, but yeah. I guess just uh, seeing we're having a bit of a brainstorm here, there's, there's two major coffee suppliers in town here that most of us retired people use, and it's McDonald's and uh, and Tim Hortons, of course. So I wonder if there's some expertise there that uh, perhaps uh, somebody could contact them. And I, I don't just to pick up on your point about you know are the are the plugs in the right places and are the you know these those major chains are in the business and they open these franchises all the time. So I wonder if there's some expertise that either one of those owners might offer to the project. Uh, just an idea. Yeah, that, actually, that's a great idea. Because we did have a company, um, a specifically a kitchen um, concession right. kitchen company, and the name eludes me <clears throat> at the very moment. Um, I, and, I, and I guess I, I, I think the reason, well, just to, I think I've had, a, as we all do, informal discussions with taxpayers around town, and, uh, you know, there, uh, there was some interest by one of them in terms of doing some commercial work in the arena once it's built, so... Uh, this might be an opportunity just to get ahead of the schedule a little bit, and yeah. I, I'm not sure what that all means, but um, mm -hmm. not my place to make the phone call, but yeah. perhaps administration sure. could phone the two of them and, yeah. and uh, ask them about kitchen design. Sure, sure. Just an idea. Um, and on that note also, there will be a, quite a number of decision-making packages that I'll um, be developing over the, the next year around the operational components of the facility that we'll have to have a discussion of how we would like to proceed and how the town would like to make some decisions on um, some of those components. So there's a lot more to come even uh -huh. after tendering's done. <laughs> the whole operational piece of it is um, significant. Maybe a motion to accept for provision. I'll make that motion worth it to accept the uh, briefing note on the uh, uh, rec center, rec box. For information. For information. Yes, All in favor? Uh, Thank you. Any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. I will, uh, I don't see any members in the gallery, so uh, I don't think there's any. Uh, any comments from the public? Uh, are there any written submissions from the public, perhaps? Uh, no, there are. Okay, uh, key communication items. Oh, we have the reports, sir. Oh, oh. sorry. Um, I have the wrong. Oh, yeah, I've already skipped to you. Uh,
few sections here. Reports, check registries. We have three check registries, one from February 23rd, one from February 27th, and March the 6th. Any questions of administration on those check registries? Hearing none, I'll uh, entertain a motion to accept the check registries for information. I'll do that, Your Worship. All in favor? There are uh, two speed board reports, one for Shaftesbury Estates and one for Northern Sunrise County Fairgrounds. You can't imagine there's many speeders at the North NSC Fairgrounds. But perhaps I'll be uh, run. Any questions of administration on that? Or even on Mr. Ford? Just report on that. Did anything did anything stand out, Mr. Ford? So what does 85% of speeds mean? What's that? And why would you make it 85%? Why not? Two or three standard deviations. To me, most of the speeding happens around one, one o'clock in the afternoon as people are <coughs> rushing back to work from lunch. <laughs> Anyhow, any uh, motion <coughs> to accept your information? Or that again, maybe not. I'll make that motion, Your Worship, to accept the uh, speed, speed reader boards for information. All in favor? There are three, three um, letters or three, three items under the information section. One from the Peace River Health Foundation, and this is to a reminder about their uh, their major fundraising event. This, which happens this spring, it's scheduled for March twenty fifth, uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, Tickets will be $50 each. Tables will seat eight or 10 guests. Um, should there be a motion on this in terms of our. Uh, I think we should buy a table to count your white table if we can support this. Okay, and the table is, is it eight times 15? It's eight or 10. Go for eight. We'll go for eight. They don't give us a discount if we fill a whole table. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, it's so I'll make a motion, motion to uh, get a table of eight for council. Is that are we enabling then on that one too, or? And, and okay, I'll thank you. And amend that uh, enable councilors available to attend. Okay, so the motion is by Mr. Burr, by Councillor Burr, is to purchase a table at the Peace 
River and District Health Foundation spring, spring event and enable uh, counselors to attend. All in favor? Your Worship, I, the motion has come and gone, but could I catch Councillor Banky's eye and ask her a question about the letter? Are, are, are you on? I'm just curious. Um, so the second paragraph, they talk about the role of this group focusing on physician and staff recruitment. So is it fair to say that, that this group would, the district, Peace River District Health Foundation in the future would not be doing that and it's, our other? I think that might be a miswording. Um, oh, okay. They don't actually look to recruit, but what they do helps recruit in the way of the purchasing of the equipment and arranging for the locum housing and like some of the sort of the things that will draw physicians to the community. Okay, so. So I'm, so I'm not, I, I, I don't want to speak at a turn, but I mean, the meetings that I've gone to, we haven't talked about how do we get physicians here, but we've talked about how the equipment that the, the foundation has purchased or the, what they've contributed to the hospital has helped recruit people to the region because they're able to do more here um, than maybe they can in other rural communities. Okay, I uh, was only seeking clarification. Yeah, it's I, not I, it's I, not a redundancy I, between I the two. Okay, well, yeah. Next, the next uh, item under information was minutes of the Peace Regional Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee meeting, and uh, these are just a set of minutes. And Mr. Mayor, they're the draft minutes. They haven't been accepted by the committee yet because we haven't had another meeting. So I, I would move their acceptance as information, these draft minutes, and I'm not sure that they should have been in here, but they are, so. Okay, all in favor of motion, all in favor? And then there is the uh, notice of completion uh, regarding the ratification of the airport operations funding agreement. Uh, and for the benefit of the community, uh, Peace, the town of Peace River retains operational, uh, is, is still the operating uh, manager of the airport and the surrounding and contributing something to the effect of 40% of the operating dollars and the surrounding municipalities, uh, which is the County of Northern, Northern Sunrise County, County of Northern Lights, uh, and be a piece uh, number 135. And actually the town of Grimshaw are contributing Sixty percent of the operational funding. So maybe a motion to accept the uh, fund, the airport, or offer the uh, notice. 
notice regarding the airport operations funding agreement for information. Mr. Needham. All in favor? And so we went through this exercise already, Mr. Parker. So there's no notices of motion. Uh, it doesn't appear that there's any comments in the coming from the public. Uh, that takes us to key communication items. Uh, we will ask the, the press, which is uh, today is just the radio press, uh, what what items uh, they deem newsworthy. Well, there's that moving out presentation, which I already talked to Donald and Linda about. field use for the coming season and how that'll work with one field down. Yes. Yeah, and on another note, the BVJ stuff, the Big Valley Jamboree advertising has started, so we'll be posting daily reminders through uh, town social media to remind people to vote, and they'll be sending out a letter to local area uh, contact. Oh, by all means. <laughs> all in favor. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. 